0: Welcome to a tabletop game talk side chat where two of us talk about something sometimes related about game related about related to games. I'm one of your hosts Chris and I'm Fletcher this week
1: Chris found an avatar the last airbender role-playing game box set at Target so now of course we're going to talk about all things avatar
0: but first as always a thank you to our patreon friends of the show adam harrison miles clark sarah and wentworth michael finley listener Doug, and the gift of Gains and grace like huge thank you to all our other patrons as well join us on discord links in the show notes um join our bga group links in the show notes uh fletcher we talked about diablo last time right yes so have you been playing a little bit of diablo
1: uh, i've been playing a lot of bit of diablo it's uh probably one of i mean just the series and um just the overall gameplay is just one of my favorite kind of series and and games that that's out there so i'm excited that it came out
0: yeah i had today off and i i wanted to spend all day playing but i ended up playing being in play for like three hours but i've been staying up way too late when possible we traveled this weekend so i didn't get to play over the weekend um but i have one character that's i think i just hit level 40 they have two level 20s and then a level 9 and a 6 or something like that. I'm trying to get all five classes up to at least level 20. Um, we were playing together, but we can't sync up. So what level is your character right now, your higher level?
1: Uh, I think I only have one. I think I think he's like
0: 37 or 38. Sometimes I pass you and then I go back and I play the other ones because you don't stay up as late as I do. Otherwise yeah, I also did late nights.
1: Uh, my parents came to visit this weekend, so I didn't have a ton of time to play Diablo because I was hanging out uh, with my dad for Father's
0: Day. Well, Happy Father's Day to all your fathers out there! Um, if you are not playing Diablo, it's a great way to escape the kids. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not the greatest game to play with the kids next to you, depending on their age. But um, probably the not. actual gameplay itself is fine. The cutscenes are the things you just need to go right past. Like we're not playing the, the original marks. Diablo. Yeah, it's pixelated one. and not scary. Yep, um, but no, it's a good, it's a, it's a great game actually. And I think last time I rated it an eight. I think I'm still firmly in the eight camp, um, although maybe it's pushed up to nine. It's, it's kind of it's it's inching its way up the more i learn about what you can do in the game and and like different the different subsystems and stuff like that the more i'm like really like wow there's there's just so much here
1: there's a lot to do Um, i was watching videos online too and i was like okay this is actually a pretty in-depth system you can you don't have to go that in depth if you're just kind of like on the surface of it but then it's like oh you can actually do a lot yep
0: and and the build matters so much. So, I, like, rebuilt my, yes. my Rogue, like, five different times. And now I have one where I'm like, oh, I just walk through and murder everything without any kind of hesitation whatsoever. Uh, it's all yeah. good. Um, yes. Yeah. So, it's... it's uh, Yeah. It's a really, really good game. And just... Yeah. But it was a video game. And now we're going to talk about tabletop games today. But first, there's a huge history. And... There's – we are talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. If you have not watched the cartoon, it's a three-season anime. Don't worry. Watch the movie. It explains everything. <laughs> it's totally great. Don't do that. But <laughs> you should watch the cartoon. I think it's available on Netflix. Um, yeah. The the three-season anime – and the thing is, when it first came out – because this uh, has to be over 20 years old at this point, right? I, I had a um, –
1: Something like that. It
0: was too
1: I was too old for it when it came out. I mean, I guess you were too, but I, I didn't watch yeah, and when it when it came out.
0: Yeah, it slid right under my, you know, I, I didn't pay any attention to it at all because it's like, okay, this is just a an anime and a cartoon. Like I was never into anime and at all. Like really any anime. People were like, oh, this anime is so good at that one. I was like, so this one, you know, people were talking about it, but I didn't really pay any attention to it. And then I yeah. watched it and I started watching it and wow it's just really really good um apparently let's see original release 2005 this is saying um aired on nickelodeon for three seasons from february 2005 to july 2008 so if you have not seen avatar the last airbender we're gonna try to give you an idea of what it is and just say you know just watch it it's It's a little hokey when it first starts out because it's still, it's almost, it feels like it might be targeted at kids, but the subject matter.
1: It's definitely for kids. It's definitely targeted for kids. It's a kids show. So probably like a Don't don't get your hopes up. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say like, it's not for babies, but maybe like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe 14. Um, But it's kind of like that young teenager kind of like tweens. I think it's, you know,
0: the name Harry Potter age. Like if you the
1: first the first one the first Harry Potter yeah
0: right Um, but and it's kind of in the same way as Harry Potter where it starts out kind of light and then as you go through and learn more about the world and what's going on it gets it I don't want to say darker but it gets a little bit more serious and yes it gets but still lighthearted in a way.
1: So what's interesting about the show is it I mean it's for kids obviously a lot of the plot points are kind of predictable I mean. At least, it, if you're an adult, if they're stereotypical. Yeah. They're predictable. Maybe, if you're a kid, you know maybe they're new. Um, what's interesting is that it is, you know, totally a serial story that you need to watch from beginning to end it's not episodic you can't just pick up anywhere and watch them out of order you're going to be totally confused so that's kind of you know new for a kids yep. show that you need to like tune in young every adult. Saturday. I think young
0: adult is the term we want to use cuz okay. kids adult. seems like yeah young sure. adult is more young adult level
1: yeah um you need to tune in like every saturday 10am or whatever whenever it aired to watch like the next episode to like progress the story um and then Overall, because I have watched the whole series. Um, Overall, um, even though some of the plot points are predictable from episode to episode, the story arcs and the character arcs themselves are actually very satisfying. Um, Yeah. What the characters need to go through. And while they may be kind of... know a little bit predictable it's very it's very they have very nice character and story arcs that go throughout the whole thing um so i think that's why it's like very beloved of like where these characters start and
0: and where they end up yeah now i will say just as a general this is a non spoilery things you'll learn in the first almost the previews um the idea of the world of the last airbender is essentially the the world has four types of magic earth air fire and water and the each of these nations are like their own unique nations, um, kind of live their own lives. Everything's fine, except for the Fire Nation decided, hey, we want to be. We're obviously the strongest because we, you know, control fire. So we want to, you know, prove that we're the strongest. And so they attacked the Air Nation and essentially wiped out the entire Air Nation, all of them, except for one um person Aang, this is the kid the protagonist of the story who yeah. is at, he is the last airbender now the avatar in the in this world is the single person there's only one at a time that can actually do all four types of magic so being the last airbender he also was the avatar um it wasn't that he was the avatar cuz he was the last airbender he was the avatar but then also he was the last airbender um right so that's kind of how it happened there. And He became the avatar so first, and then right,
1: the Fire Nation attacked, and he was the only one that survived.
0: Yep. Um, but he was frozen in ice or something like that for yeah. uh, a, like years a significant hundred years, like a significant amount of time. So, yeah. as far as the rest of the world was concerned, there were no avatar, no more avatars. Um, so when he came back, then that's basically the story. And everything I just said, all of that is essentially in the intro of the show. Yeah. So there's nothing. There's no spoiler there. It's just that's that's the premise of the entire series, and then you follow these characters. And there's characters that are other. You know, there's the waterbender um, that you meet right at the beginning, and her brother who is not. uh, You know, can't bend anything. They call them
1: bender, which means (laughs) if you're not a bender, you're just you don't have that like specific type of magic. And not everybody in this world has magic. In fact, most people don't. Right. But it's a not lot of uncommon. Do, a lot of but, people yeah. do. It's not uncommon. But most people like don't have any kind of magic ability.
0: Yep. So and then so you're following this brother or sister, um, and then you have a flying six legged bison. You have different characters, eventually you'll meet um you know, characters from all of the different nations. Because what, what Aang, Aang is the main character, what he's essentially going, what he's doing is he's going around to all the different nations so he can learn how to master these other elements so he can actually, you know, achieve his, you know, best avatar status. Yeah, Yeah, avatar that, that, status. That's,
1: that's kind of like the premise of the show is in the very beginning, he's already, because ma- he's an airbender, he's already mastered airbending, but he needs to master all the other elements as well. But he needs teachers to be able to teach him how to master these elements. So yep. Um, part of the story is like him traveling around to find teachers so he can master the, the elements.
0: Now, not going to spoil the, the main series, but there was a second series um, called Korra, which updated essentially everything as far as production quality is concerned. Um, I have not watched the entire Korra, Legend of Korra series. I yeah, watched... Neither have I. I've, I've watched the... F- first half of the first season and i'm watching the like, first season yeah it's 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 fine it follows the same thing but the first bender it's significantly
1: different different yeah the setting is significantly different and i think it's just kind of like, like oh this is strange
0: yeah i think is she ang's daughter i think no it's, no but she's but she's the next avatar
1: she's the next avatar yeah
0: Um, so, and this is, and it's set in the future after Aang. So Aang is gone. Korra is the next avatar. And so it follows her story. Um, so, and these are two of the eras. There's actually a number of eras depending on a few different, depending on like where you're talking. So when you watch the first series, they'll talk about previous avatars and each avatar kind of is an era of its own. It's like, oh, this was the... Time of so and so, or whatever. Um, and now there, so that was the cartoon. Um, really, you just watch the first Avatar, The Last Airbender, watch those three seasons. If you get hooked, you can consume everything else. Um, if you're not hooked by, I would say, middle of the first season, you got to give it a few episodes because it's a little hokey to start with. Um, but by the middle of it, you start to see like these characters really emerge and the relationships that are forming is super interesting. I think it really hits its stride around the second or third episode of the second season when certain characters are introduced, to it like, kind of rounds out the group a little bit.
1: Um, uh, yeah, and also, if you watch it, like the beginning, the animation is a little... A little. It gets better as the series go on, but also it's in four by three aspect ratio. Um, but then as the season goes on, they switch to 16 by
0: nine, so it doesn't look as that, like, dated. It's worth it. Now, M. Night Shyamalan, who's had exactly one hit movie as far as my count goes. He's um, had more than one. He's had two now, I would say. Wait, what's the other one? So Sixth Sense. That was his yeah, debut movie of- and what he's best known for. And that yeah. was that was a curse on him. He created one of the best movies ever made, and then there was no way he could follow up on that. Um, but what is your other movie you think he's that he did as well? Good.
1: Uh I think the other breakout one was uh it's the sequel to Untouchable. Um what's it called? Untouchable or unbreakable? Unbreakable. It's a sequ- it's a sequel to Unbreakable.
0: Glass. Is it is it called Glass? That's what John's typing in, in the thing. Okay. Um, bre- Break- <laughs> my Miles says breakable. <laughs> I always thought so. Yeah, and my, slight, slight tangent there. So he did a few movies after that. Um, fortunately, John listened about from no, here. No, split uh, the village. I was, thinking, I, was thinking, I was, I was thinking, split. So there's split, oh. and then and then uh, glass. Oh, I have not even. I didn't even watch Split. That the previews of that made me go. Eh, I don't know about that one. So
1: Split, Split, I would say was actually really good. And then at the very end of Split, I get spoiler. Uh, you find out that it's a sequel to um, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. You're like, oh, holy crap! So that was kind of like you know he likes to throw in the twist, right? So then you find out at the
0: very end it's actually a sequel, which so I think I w- is like where Sixth Sense is still a pretty well kept secret, um, even though. The main thing of it is probably just in the zeitgeist of the culture. Uh, that, like the fact that Split was a sequel, there was no secret to that whatsoever. Like, I mean, I knew as soon as I knew there was a movie, I was told that, you know, it was a sequel to it, but I never saw in the previews how it was. So I'm like, eh, whatever. So it makes sense that it was kind of at the end. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. But anyway, he did the Avatar movie. And this was an adaptation of the first season in live action movie, which it's got to be hard to like adapt an entire first season into like a reasonable length mo- movie. It's like, yeah, <laughs> now it it like people hated it, hated it so much. I think that I don't think it was as bad a movie as people say it is i think the main thing is you're trying to compare it to like this epic season that was this epic series in general with so much character development so much like time to get into the story and who these who these characters are and all of that and you're crushing it into like a two-hour movie and like you said it's like it's almost impossible to do
1: yeah so for me i had friends i was in college when this movie came out and i People were like, "Oh, let's go see this movie. Let's go see this movie, Avatar: The Last Airbender." And I'm like, "Uh, okay, I knew nothing about it, but my friends wanted to go." So I watched the movie. I'm like, "What the heck is happening? I have no idea what's happening." And at the end, I was like, "Okay, uh, I still don't know what's going on."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that well, was like, and my that's entire, because you watched
1: it first, right? I watched the movie first, not knowing anything yeah. about Oh, they're like, "Oh, it's based on a TV show." I'm like, "Okay, well, I've never seen the TV show." I watched a movie. I was like, this was not a good movie. This was not a good experience. I haven't rewatched it since that my initial experience because everybody says it's so bad. And, um, you know, maybe I would understand it more having now watched the series, but it'd probably just make me angry.
0: Yeah. So I watched the series first and then I watched the movie. So I kind of knew what was going on. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is an interesting live action. And I mean, obviously they didn't go into as many details, but it's interesting to hear your viewpoint of it only watching the movie, because I always wonder that, you know, like, okay, here's this movie about this TV series. Does it make any sense? And I'll watch the TV series first and then see the movie. I'm like, okay, even if, like, that doesn't make sense. they cut out too much, right? So it sounds like that's what happened there. um But yeah, so it, they did not get greenlit. It didn't make it me want to watch a trilogy. the series
1: because I was like, this yeah. movie is really confusing. I have no idea what's going on or why I should care about these characters. So it didn't make me, like, oh, now I need to watch the TV series to understand what's happening.
0: No. Yeah. So yeah, there were supposed to be three. Um, Obviously, didn't launch another, but and I believe this is coming out next year. Netflix has, um, I think it's Netflix. Miles says Disney, but he's in Australia, so maybe it's Disney there. Um, Netflix is coming out with a live action. Yeah, a live action series of Avatar The Last Airbender. And the pictures of the cast and like the, the early reviews and stuff are sounding super promising. So, this could be a really cool. Um, kind of a a more adult version of Last Airbender, and well, hopefully they know that I mean, this is the story can a be, very the series. be the same. It should be the same, and yeah, um, you know
1: they're not going to hopefully mess it up, right? right? They know that there's like a heavy burden that they have to.
0: There's a lot they have to prove. They could literally just do one for one episode by episode with the exact same scripts, and that would make people happy. Any deviation from the but original then wh- scripts, but why do then that? Why we do it? Like, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm looking forward to it and we'll see. So, but how is this related to tabletop in any way? Well, <laughs> let's get to the game part. <laughs> let's get to the game part. We got to do some background to this. Um, let's see, about two years ago, I think it's two years ago now. Um, I'm seeing when this funded. Uh, it's hard on Kickstarter to know like when something was actually backed because once it's closed, it's like, okay, this was funded. And I'm like, okay, but when was it funded? It's like, we don't tell you that. So I have to go back to the updates and I just keep loading 10 updates at a time until I get to the point where it's not funded. But there was an Avatar, the role-playing game um, called Avatar Legends Kickstarter. And it, like, it went... It's crazy. It, it just went crazy as far as the funding on this. It raised $9.5 million. This is a game based on, if you know your role-playing systems, um, obviously you know Dungeons & Dragons 5e. That's one system. There's a ton of role-playing games that use that system. There will be a lot more soon. Um, but this one uses the Powered by the Apocalypse system, which is a slightly more story-based system, less mechanics. Uh, This funded in September 2nd, 2021. Hmm. So, was it just under two years ago? Yeah, just under two years ago. Yep. Um, And I was in Target the other day, and I saw an Avatar Legends the role playing game starter set box set in target. And these box sets are about 25 bucks or so. And I did back the original Kickstarter. Um I have yet to open I'm gonna I'm showing to the camera my super fancy cover that oh, has wow. Aang on one side and Korra on the other. And it's like there's not even a name on it. It's just like the super um this,
1: it looks it's a. Uh, it's like um what's that a cover? metallic print. Yeah, so if you imagine like a special metallic print on a playing card, like a like a collectible TCG card game or CCG card game, it kind of looks like that. Where it's very reflective.
0: It's and it's really really cool looking. Um, I have not opened that book because I got the PDFs and I don't need to open it. It's shrink wrapped, so I'm just like, we will leave that foil. Foil is the word we were looking for. Yeah. Um, And so, but it is a. Full-fledged, probably 350-ish, 360, whatever the page count for a standard role-playing book is, um, book. And it's giant. And then you also have... um, So, the way that Powered by the Apocalypse works is you have... A playbook. They're called playbooks. And in that playbook will be a list of moves. And you either know a move or you don't. And moves have triggers. So when something happens, you can say, oh, I'm going to use this move. Now, those triggers can be just about anything. They can be, you know, someone's trying to fool you. Oh, I have this move. When someone tries to fool me, I'm going to do this other thing. You roll two dice, however high you roll, it gives you a, a graduated success scale, right? So it's not pass fail. There's, you can have, you know, good Or great successes, or good or bad, or worse fails, and things like that. So there's this like sliding um, scale. And the theory is you're always failing forward. So it's a story based game. So even if you fail, that's fine. It's just an interesting story thing to move on to the next um, story beat. So the Kickstarter has a bunch of playbooks that you can. get and I I don't think I bought any of the playbooks themselves because they are your essentially your character sheets. So I just got all the PDFs for the playbook. So if I ever do play this game, I'll just print out the PDFs for the playbooks that people want to play. Um the characters themselves though, you make your own character, you choose the moves you want from the playbook. Um so each time you level up you get to pick a new move or enhance one or something like that. Um so you're not all being the same. It's just the playbook is like the class of your character. And so I thought that was interesting that they chose Powered by the Apocalypse because it is kind of a story-based game. And, but it's, that's not necessary. And I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's just because I'm so used to like mechanical games where I find mechanical systems easier to get new people into than the story-based systems. But I don't know. What do you think on that? Like, is it... As far as, like, introducing someone to a role-playing game, where would you start on that?
1: I mean, that's so difficult. Like, introducing (laughs) someone to a role-playing game is is such a hard concept to... Like, first of all, they need to be kind of, like, interested in it. So, hopefully, you know, for The Last Airbender, they, they like the IP, right? So, it's like, all right, this is kind of, like, what you do in this game... Um. Here are the rules, and we'll go through them. Like you know, is it like D and D where there's a I don't know dungeon a game
0: master, and then there's so there is players? a game master. Okay. Yep, there is a game master. Um. And there's even like this concept that um. You know, you can choose to fail so that you can then have some control over the next time you want to succeed or things like that. I um. See. So it's it's inter- I don't think people backed the game because it was powered by the apocalypse. I pe- think they backed it because it was Avatar. Right. And Powered by the Apocalypse just kind of was the system they used. Um, now, I will tell you, I've read a lot of role-playing games. Um, when you get a core book for a role-playing game and it's like 360 pages long, you're not typically reading it cover to cover. So that's one of the reasons why I haven't even opened it. Like, I know it's Powered by the Apocalypse. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I never really even considered like opening the book and or having like saying hey maybe we should play this until I saw the box set cuz the box set is it has it has a rule book in it not not foil covered but it still has the encorea split cover on it mm. and this rule book counting the front and back covers is 36 pages long and that's something That I can actually say, okay, this I can read cover to cover and get a good feel for how the game plays, how, you know, how combats work, how basically all of the different things work. And there's even a section on, you know, running the game, you know, the past last five or six pages are. And here's some tips on running the game. And then included with this is an adventure book. Because that's another thing, too. In order to run a game in any system or any world, you have to know the world fairly well. And I've watched all the the show and stuff, but that gives me an idea of those characters. And it's hard to step outside of those characters when you're thinking about that world. So the adventure book, which is also 36 pages long, I believe. Um, nope, this one is actually counting the front and back cover, 40 pages long. Um, this actually gives you a... Adventure to run through. And like, here's the setting, here's what's going on. Here's how you just take a little piece of this world and run an adventure in it. And this the quality of this is amazing. Like, I would say that the quality of this box set is way, way higher than the quality of a DD box set, which is, you know, everything is just kind of like, I don't want to say cheap-ish, but it's it's pretty cheap. Um, this is a soft cover book, but the book the cover is card stock where the D&D stuff is you know just the same uh, stock as the rest of the pages in it and then it includes so so it includes your your basic rule book, your adventure book. And then it includes 10 different characters um, that you can choose. And these would be the equivalents of your playbooks. And they're different classes. And five of them are from the Aang era. And five of them are from the Korra era. So if you've watched either of the seasons, you can decide which era you want to play in. And you just grab your character. You write in a few things um, that tell you how you relate to the other characters. And you're ready to play. <laughs> Excuse me. Um... And these, these are really nice. They're nice, thick paper. Um, there's nice artwork on them. They have all the moves. All, I mean, they're basically full character sheets that you can check things off. And you can actually probably level, you know, two or three times easily with these, if not more. And, like, it's you're essentially ready to play with one of these sheets. So, I was – this was, like, really interesting to me. And then, finally – and this is kind of a review of the entire box set um, – there are five basic move cards. So like most games, oh, six basic move cards, actually. So like most games, your character sheet says what you can do that's different than what everyone else can do. But these like almost cheat sheet things are like, this is what every character can do. Every character Mm. can plead and help someone and push your luck or intimidate or trick. Um, And then it gives you like the breakdown of, like, how the system works on, on the back of it, too. So this is how combat works. This is what you're going to do when combat comes up. So these are actually really, really handy to just have for any game, whether you use the box set or not. Um, and then it also includes a set. There's, uh, I think, 10 six-sided dice, which are how you resolve your things. And then there are also... Um, play cards. So there's like these cards that you can get that have your moves on them. So essentially, like the one I'm looking at here is defend and maneuver. Roll with focus. So ready. Mark one figure to ready yourself or environment sign. Um, So basically, this gives you all the details of a specific move. So if you want to have like you know, the cards in front of you for your character, you can have these cards and like, oh, this is the move I'm going to play in reaction to whatever's going on. There's also a I completely see. useless world map um, and <laughs> a code to like, it's almost a completely, completely useless world map. I'm going to open it like up. A, it's for,
1: like ref, it's a reference guide or something, basically. It's
0: it's not even that. It is basically the world of um, Avatar. Avatar is this like circular continent structure. And this map is literally just like, here's the yellow and blue and white and red continents. There you go. Um, but that's there's there's no names on it or anything. It's just literally just a picture of the uh
1: it's the like a, it's a, a really bad
0: reference guys Like, this is the world that you're in. Yeah, that's it. With no markings of what the cities are, or <laughs> like <laughs> there's yeah no information on that but that's okay the rest of the box is great and even the map though is it's thick and like you could i guess you could write stuff on it and be like oh we visited this and now we're is it going supposed to be here. a poster like you could put it like it could be a poster it's like a fold-out yeah poster-ish. it looks like it's a
1: fold-out poster kind of size like then you could put it on cardstock and then put it on a
0: wall maybe yeah that's the only thing i could think of and then it's creased it's definitely it's an odd shape too because it's it's not eight and a half by eleven doubled or anything like that. I think like they can increase them.
1: Like I think there's processes like if you bring it into Kinkos or something like that, they can actually like mount it on cardstock like, so make it nice and flat
0: and make it look nice and flat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and post-report. you could, I could see doing that. Like it'd be neat to just have. But it's it's an interesting. I'm like when I looked at, it, I'm like, wait a minute, this has no information on it whatsoever. The only writing on it, which says Earth, Air, w- Fire, and Water, and it's in, um, I think it's Chinese. Um, it's in kanji, essentially. And so I'm like, okay, even that doesn't really give me much information. But it's kind of cool. It'd be cool to have, like, if you wanted to frame it. But yeah, so I'm like, I I could see myself playing from the box set, saying, okay, let's run through this adventure, see if we like the system. And if we do, let's, you know, we can keep playing. So my question, though, is not whether or not you want to play, because um whether or not I want to run it is, a, is the first question, is if... This world, so uh, I guess, uh, I guess the power by the apocalypse system in general, I guess that's what you'd be kind of testing to see if you wanted to play the avatar role playing game, right? Or yeah. is it the world like what? What about it would say, yes, I want to play more of this? Um, I would say
1: the system because the world to me, while I like the series, I'm not like a giant diehard fan or anything. So, the world to me, the IP is not. As interesting to me
0: as the, you know, play system would be. Yeah, I mean, because you have the story, right? You have your story, but that story could be told in any world. Like any fantasy story, you could do it in any world, essentially. Right. Um, I mean, you could do that just
1: in normal Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like, you, you just, you know, restrict it and say, like, okay, well, you know, you can have monks and then you can have people that, you know, wizards that can only cast Fire spells and ice spells and stuff like that.
0: And whatever you would have to, I think if you wanted to run this world in D anD D, you'd have to create your own classes. You might be able to say, okay, warrior, rogue, monk. You I'm know, you just could saying, potentially you, pull those. You could, the non-magic you could get classes close out, but by just saying, you could like, get close.
1: You get close by just doing. There's no magic. Um, if you want to be a magic user, you have to be like a sorcerer. Um, and then you can only cast uh, spells based on the element. One, one element. yeah. And you have to choose what element you are ahead of time. So if you want to cast fire, then you can only do fire spells. If you want to cast water, you can only do water and ice spells, that kind of thing.. Yep. That's basically yeah. about if you wanted to like cheat your way or quickly get your
0: way into like an avatar, world you could probably do it that way. Yeah, and it, and it would probably be fine. Now, like I said, I have not played Power by the Apocalypse. I'm curious as to how it would play out. Um I think it would be the problem with running a game you've never played before is you just have no concept of how to run it. Um so I would have to watch some actual plays or something like that, see how people run it. Actual plays are usually a terrible place to learn how games work though, unless they're trying to unless they're teaching actual plays where they're going through and like we are going to follow the rules as written and we'll explain when new rules come up we'll explain how they work. Um most actual plays don't do that, right? They're more for the entertainment yeah. than they are for the teaching. Right. Uh but I might play this at a convention or something be like, "Okay, I want to play, you know, do a 2-hour adventure or something so I can kind of get a feel for the game." But it does make me like I do like the world, I like the concept behind it. Um the quality of the production of this system is fantastic. And I'm super like, I don't know. I'm kind of because of the box set, like I said, I've owned the role playing game. I've, this was shipped to me like six months ago, uh, maybe longer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, but i'm like i'm just like eh this is a, just another role playing game i got because i like the ip and we'll see i have a stargate role playing game too that is based on 5th edition and i'll probably never play that either even though i love the ip and i love the the game system it's just you know i got to find people that want to play in the stargate universe and that's not a huge cross section of people it's got its own that's- following it does, it does. It's just, you gotta be the right one to. John says, I wanna play. Like, <laughs> I, I love the Stargate universe. I love it so much. Um, I think they're coming out with a new Stargate too, actually. Uh, if I've remembered. Yeah, new Stargate coming soon, says Miles. Um, so there's there's a lot of game systems that I just own because I'm like, oh, these are, these are cool. I'll never play it, but I like having the source material. Uh, which is why I kind of like the starter boxes though. I'm really, really... The starter boxes used to be not so great. And now, like, the Battletech starter box I got. I'm like, oh, I can actually play the game from this. And this this box here, I think for $25, if you are interested in Avatar and you have people who would be interested in playing it, how can you go wrong for $25 and you get essentially everything you need to play for, you know, probably at least 30 or 40 hours before you get through that first adventure? Like, yeah. It's totally worth it. And then you can decide whether you want want to get more.
1: If you're super into tabletop role-playing
0: games and you're really into Avatar, it seems like, you know, wouldn't be a bad bet. Yep. And there's even codes in the box that unlock all the content in there digitally. So then you have PDF versions of them, which means all the character sheets. And I haven't confirmed this, but I'm pretty sure the character sheets are also downloadable so that you can just print out character sheets as well. Mm -hmm. And... So, like, it's – the value is really there. And then once you're – you know, you go to the site to unlock all this stuff, you can see, like, oh, you can buy all this other stuff. Um, Let's see. For Avatar Avatar Legends hardcover plus Nexus Ultimate Bundle, add all of the Avatar Legends books to your digital and hardcover book library. So, this is the hardcover plus every PDF is $160, which sounds like a lot, but honestly – it's just barely above most of your standard board games these days, and it includes <laughs> all of the content. Maybe mo- above most of your standard board games. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> like a Kickstarter for hundred less than one hundred and sixty for like the amount of content you're getting here. I would that's say a that lot, that's though. If you, gonna go to,
1: if you were going to go to if you're going to Target and they're like, oh, look at this board game. This one's twenty dollars. This one's thirty five. This one's sixty. This one's twenty. This one's a hundred and sixty.
0: Yeah. That's like it's, a it's piece all, of furniture at target but that's why you have the starter <laughs> box so you can just grab that now they do also have piecemeal, so you can buy things smaller like you can get sure. yours um it says this is a number of adventures on here the adventures are like 6 bucks a piece to yeah. you know get a pdf of the adventure um and then if you are just getting pdfs um it, everything's much much cheaper um actually wait a minute the the 160 price that i Said was the Avatar Legends hardcover Nexus Ultimate bundle, but for a lot cheaper. I, we're not, you know, I'm not promoting any of this stuff, but like for $55, you can get the hardcover plus, you know, of like less content, but you can get, you know, still a bunch of stuff there. Right. So anyway, I'm, I think I have all the PDFs. I think I, what I did is I got like the special edition hardcover book and then all the pdfs because i'm like if i'm going to play this or read if i'm going to read this i want to read it in pdf content um if i'm going to play it and i need hardcover i can go get it but honestly pdfs are more convenient anyway because if i'm saying hey fletcher and the group we're going to play this i'm sending you pdfs of what to read i'm not sending you hardcovers of right you know what to read so um yeah i don't know is this a, a world and a system that you would be interested in playing the system seems interesting. I'm not offering. I don't I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the system seems interesting. The world I um you know is neither here nor there for me, but the, the system could be interesting. So,
0: yeah. I do find that interesting that the world and and I think I agree with you. I love the story. I highly recommend watching, you know, the first 3 seasons. Um I recommend watching all of it if you enjoy it, but I really recommend watching those 3 seasons. This because the story is compelling. The world is like I said, like you said is basically very fairly predictable and stereotypical, right? Four yeah. elements, four magic types. You know, you just kind of it is what it is. But at the same time, it there is some interesting things there. And depending, I don't know that I'm capable of making my own adventures. But there's a ton of adventures here, and if those adventures are good. I could see like, oh, yeah, this would be a fun thing to play through. Um, And honestly, a lot of these adventures, you could just adapt to whatever game system you wanted, you know, even without changing the character types, right? You can imagine, you know, playing just your standard D&D characters in, you know, this particular world for whatever, you know, however you wanted to do it. You could adapt. Adapting the story is a lot easier than adapting the mechanics. So, yeah. But yeah, that's Avatar The Last Airbender. Watch the cartoons. Just do it. Regardless of your age, they are age appropriate for basically everyone. Everyone, yeah, yeah. If you can understand
1: I mean, what's happening, you're, uh, it's
0: age appropriate content for you. Yeah, yeah. I would say you know, even Zachary probably because he's four, and I think he could get behind the stories as well and kind of like follow along what's going on. Um, but as an adult, I never felt like I was being talked down to either like there's some silliness every once in a while like ing yeah. the main character he rides around on this like ball of air um which is a little silly but if i could ride around on a ball of air i'd probably do it too he's um, an airbender so I mean... <laughs> he's an airbender why wouldn't you do that right yeah. um but like the inter interpersonal relationships between the characters like they get real like there's there's actually a motion near the end of it where you're like like wow holy cow i can't believe that just happened right and you have it's not just the hero's story you're following you're also following the other sides there's main characters from the fire nation too that you're following those stories as well yeah and like any good story the arc makes these characters real and where they start episode one season one is so drastically different than where they end in the last episode of season three and watching that happen is just it's just really cool like i'm probably gonna just rewatch the whole series over the next few weeks (laughs) yeah
1: watching all the characters transform um over the course of
0: the seasons is, is interesting yep so yeah so that's that's avatar last airbender check out the starter box if if you're in any way interested in role playing games and or um, this IP in general, I would say still it's worth the starter. But if you like the IP, if you watch the first three seasons or watch others, but you're not at all interested in the role playing game, I still think the starter box is an interesting buy, just because it 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 gives you. Um, more history around the world in general it's like this the idea of what this world is and wh- what happens in other places outside of those main arcs it's kind of like a side story to this world Um, like you could right. read the right. adventure and just be like oh uh, that's that's cool that this could happen in the world as well or something like that right that makes sense all right anything else to talk about is this one actually going to be shorter than I think our it's actually going to be
1: shorter than the, than the other ones it's still kind of long <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, it, we do what we can. Um, all right, take us out.
1: Oh, you, may, you have to make me scroll. All right, scroll. I know. Hey, I'm Tabletop still reading game...
0: the, the words here, the the, the names. So You're reading the words. Okay, continue. I'm reading to the do words. That.
1: Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network, maybe.
0: We have a Discord. Possibly.
1: Join us there and continue the conversation and be a part of our live recordings. It's also where you'll find an endless stream of games you can play with us and other listeners on BGA. Links are in the show notes, and you can go to tabletopgametalk.com to find out more.
0: Hosting Feeds and Good Ways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Saharan and with Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Emil JoJo. Uh, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayette, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimmy Thie, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lots, Weatherman Keith, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terence Milner, Richard Yatsi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falker, Joe Romero, Old Sci-Fi, a.k.a. Tim, David Racky, Brian Arnold. All right, now I'm not going to do first names. Now I'm going to do last names for this last section. <laughs> this is good. Falk Ellot Seed McKellen Gang Gamer David Gamer Garner um, Garner <laughs> I, I need new glasses. Wow They like, get merged together and looks like wait, Gamer, I don't remember Gamer, Garner, David Garner, um Wheeler, Pearson, Toth, Nelson, Moore, Gilstrap, Cotter, Solander, Doug, Adrian Dog, Dong. I don't know why. Hi, 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 Adrian Doug, Dong, Huffman, Rodney, Wong, Kelly, Keel, Wishman, and 27 i think the first days were better uh thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron your support means the world to us past present and future if you want to go from a future patron to a present patron links are in the show notes until next week keep playing games and having fun All right, so I was in Michigan this last weekend, and I was hanging out with my nieces. Um, and Aiden, who's uh, listens to the podcast quite regularly, wanted me. I asked her what subject I should do this podcast on, and she said her. And I'm like, well, what would I How talk old is about? Aiden? Aiden is just turned eight. Okay. So, um, yeah, so she, so basically what we decided on was this podcast episode should be about her toes. And, (laughs) okay. So, Aiden, I apologize. I couldn't come up with enough content about your toes. Um, there's 10 of them, (laughs) but there are 10 of them as far as I know. I, The last time I looked, uh, she does spend a lot of time up at a tree nursery. So who knows? She could lose a toe at any time. Uh, But really, as long as you have two or three, you're probably fine. Um, Per foot, profitable, I guess. So uh, hi, Aiden. Sorry this entire episode wasn't about you. But you get the entire post credits.
1: Maybe next time.